Welcome everybody to another episode of the Business Boys, episode 57. Jimmy here with his nice ice cold bloody Caesar. Got some toothpicks from the market, so I got some delicious olives attached. Life's good. Uh, with me, as always, my main man Spence. How you doing? Doing all right. Hanging in there. Uh, Spence is here with his ice cold Sprite on the rocks. It's Ooh. delicious. And yeah, you know, just same as two weeks ago, pretty much over here. Not much new. But I did um, I did make a purchase recently with all this uh, staying inside. You know, it's really funny. Like, you can tell I'm getting older. Um, like, it's like all my Facebook ads and Instagram ads are for like, um, like, it's as if like I'm an old, like aching man, which is like, I guess what I am. But I keep getting ads. I don't know if you get them for like the the neck hammock or like, do you know what that is? I have no idea. No, I don't get ads for that stuff. Okay. So the neck hammock is essentially like, it's this thing that hangs from your, and it's like all my feed. It's like this thing that hangs from your door and then you like place your head in it, like, and you lie down and it like stretches like your neck and your shoulders. So I like, I kept seeing it and like one day my neck was just killing me and I was like, fuck it. I'm buying it. I bought it, so I'm, it takes two weeks to ship, so I'm, I'm sitting tight, but I can't wait for it to come in, but it's so funny, man, because, like, I've recently bought, like, I have a foam roller, I have, like, those other, like, the ones that are, like, pizza rollers, you know, I have, like, like, the lacrosse balls, so, like, now I have this, too, and it's, like, all my feed is just, like, oh, you're an aching old man, like, here's this puffy neck thing, and it's, like, this cushion that you wrap around your neck and then pump it up and it like stretches out your neck like it's all i get on my feed but yeah i bought one so i'll let you guys do a little review when it uh, when i get it yeah two things one that sounds awesome i could definitely use that my neck often gets stiff but uh i'm pretty sure all the ads are super targeted so you must have yeah. been googling or amazon looking up for for uh, some of these products and, and then Facebook's just attacking you with it. Yeah, for sure. And like, they, they for sure see that I've bought like, uh, like stuff on my credit card or on Amazon before. So like they're all intertwined for sure. So they just, they just pump that shit to me. I, I, I definitely don't think it's random cause that's what oh, I, that's the shit sure I buy, not. you know, yeah. it's not random. That's not what I'm here saying. I'm just saying I like, fuck yeah, I bought one. And if it works out, uh, I, I'm i all for targeted ads. If, if this thing works out and saves my neck from sweet, stiff pain, then fuck it. I'm, I'm in, baby. It does get annoying sometimes, though. Like, I'll Google something not for the intent of buying it, and then I get targeted ads directly for what I Googled. Yeah, or, like, if your friend tells you to, like, Google, like, yo, check this out, and it's, like, something super weird, and then, like, for the next week, like, <laughs> that's all you're getting. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that sounds like a great product. I'm honestly kind of jealous. I might have to hit you up after look look for one myself. Yeah, yeah. So it's Imposter I didn't buy shit. The, the brand name though. I bought the one that was on Amazon because the other one's made in US, like super expensive shipping, US dollars. Like fuck that. I got the shit one, but mm. it looks just as good. I read some reviews. They're right. they aight. Nice man. Yeah, sounds like a good day. <laughs> yeah. That's like the most exciting part of my life. I'm so excited for it to come. Sounds more exciting than my life, to be honest, right now. Just, 
every day is just the same. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, just looking at some of the news we're going to talk about today, it looks like strictly business on the business boys today. No fun allowed. <laughs> um, lots of business news, but which is nice because we've had not a lot lately. So it's uh, might as well get into it. There have been lots of earnings lately. So uh, it seems pretty crazy. Like it's uh, we kind of moved past the uh, coronavirus constant updates on on uh, news sites and, and on Twitter. It seems a bit more normal now. We've just accepted the, the fact that it's uh, yeah causing havoc. Yeah, which is nice. But now it's all about like recession and people losing their jobs. Yeah. Um, like but, at Amazon, fuck. Yeah, a few people from, well, what was it? The, um, the Amazon VP quit? And one of their million VPs that they have. I uh, can't remember exactly what he was VP for. Product something maybe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think like people were protesting, right? The uh, the factory workers were protesting because obviously they have an increase in demand during these times. But like people are like protesting, they don't want to work. Yeah, over uh, you know fear of getting COVID and um, or not that they don't want to work, but that they want better working conditions. I think right, that might right, have been right. it as well. Um. So they essentially the girl, there was two people that got fired, both of which were like very vocal in other protests against the company that they work for, for more action uh, in like climate change. So they wanted like more environmental action taken by, uh, by their the Amazon. Um, and now they're, they're protesting that they want better working conditions. Um, Look, like it's like I'm like trying to read into it to figure out, okay, like what 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 the fuck actually happened here, you know? Because it's like a lot of like he said, she said, and and that's all it really is. When you go, like you can read any any news article, you want to read some pro Amazon stuff, some anti Amazon stuff, but it's all like, oh, there's terrible working conditions, and then other people are like, ah, it's not that bad, and she kept protesting. So I guess we'll never know exactly what it's like. I don't, I, I or unless I just missed it. Like, I have to go to, like, page 12 of Google. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's a, definitely a, sort of a precarious situation. Um, kind of, you know, Jeff Bezos, he, he, he's like, he no shit with him, right? Like, he's he doesn't give two fucks about that. But it's, I don't think it's a very good look. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's kind of a tough situation. Um, a lot of people are relying on Amazon to get their essentials right now. Yeah. So yeah, it's, um, it's it's something that you need. It's an essential service. You need to get people their their stuff. So, um, you know, someone's got to do the job, right? Now you got to give your employees good working conditions. But I'm not saying they're not because I don't know. So you can either look at it at, at this situation as like one, like she's always complaining and making her company look bad no matter what, and like some people are just like, why don't you just leave your job? Or if you hate the company so much, like why don't you just become an activist and not get paid by them um other people say like hey you know she's fighting the good fight and she's trying to do things from the inside and i guess until we see video of what it's like it's just a he said she said so i can't really give my opinion either way yeah i think like on the whole like uh, in the big picture i think anyone getting fired over not wanting to work uh during these times or wanting better conditions i think that's pretty immoral and wrong yeah, unless they have good conditions and they're just over complaining. But like, I, I don't know. 
I don't know. Everyone's everyone's on opposite sides on all this stuff. So yeah, it depends where you come down on the uh, coronavirus yeah. and the severity yeah. of it. Like if I've been on lockdown for eight weeks. I don't know how I'd feel if I would be forced to go in every day. I don't think I'd be very happy. No, me neither. But some like at a certain point, there's certain jobs where it's like some people have to go in. You know, like we need yeah. food, grocery need, stores. Yeah, we need water. We need you know like. Arguably Sucks, the yeah. Ass. People who, you know, they're making barely over minimum wage are kind of forced to go in. And yeah. Quite sad. Yeah. And then, you know, Everyone some people, else just think, rocking some on people think we should just keep trekking along and, like, maybe do some social distancing. But, you know, a lot of people asking things to be opened up. Elon Musk, you know, he's been in the, he's been all over the, the Twitter sphere as of late as he... He was quiet for a little while, but uh, you can only stay you can only stay quiet for so long. He had a couple. When you name couple your kid, main... uh, when you name your kid a computer code. Yeah, what's what is that name? I have, I have no fucking clue. It's uh, he broke it down. I didn't even care to read it. It's just he's uh, he's bananas. Like he's lost his mind. I think. He's yeah, I know. Cra- he's crazy. Yeah, he's, I think something he's, wrong. I with think him. he's lost it a little. Might be. But yeah, past. he's been. I don't know, but. He's been calling for uh, the economy to open up, and you know, I think he made some pretty outlandish comments, calling it fascism. Um, that you know, this is America, the land of the free, can't tell us to stay inside. He's, yeah, I think, I'm, he's just pretty clearly trying to get his uh, own company's factory back in work, back and running. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Interesting, but uh, I, I didn't expect that from him, to be honest. But anyways, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And then he also said he also came out and said that he's going to sell all his or most of his possessions. Yeah, I think he put two of his houses on the market. Yeah, I don't one know of them. What's going on with this guy? Nine million dollar house and a thirty million dollar house. He like tweeted it, and then he he's like, got like four other ones, so he'll be okay, I guess. And then he commented on his tweet saying, "My girlfriend's mad at me." Like, yeah, <laughs> all right. He's a child. He's a man child. Like, it's. It's funny and also like embarrassing at the same time. It's, I don't know. Anyway. It just goes on these like one, two week stretches where it seems like he's absolutely lost his mind. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Elon. And he, and he came out and said that his stock was overvalued and it dropped 12%. Which is crazy. Yeah. And uh, I actually don't hate that. I, I find it refreshing versus all the uh, many other CEOs and, CFOs, CTOs who constantly pump their stock in their company on Twitter and stuff. So, uh, I mean, he's not wrong in my opinion either. But yeah, like, it's just it's just like not something you, you have, see yeah, every day. You don't have to do that. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we had we had some uh, a little bit of a controversy with Zoom. You know, everyone's been zooming it up the past few weeks. We uh, had a little party on Zoom on Saturday. I had a great time. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, what, what what exactly happened with Zoom? So they, essentially they said, you know, that they had, it, it seemed as if they said they had 300 million daily active users, DAU. Um, so a daily active user is how many people will use your platform every single day. Um, and then they went and edited it and people were like, what the hell's going on? And they clarified it. And it was actually like, like it looks like a pretty big, like misjudge so it's actually 300 million daily participants 
uh, instead of daily active users. So daily participants, let's say, I, let's say I use Zoom. Like I've used it like four or five times today. Mm. Like it would count me four or five times, whereas daily active users would count me once. That's so a huge difference. Yeah, it's a huge difference. Um, so that that um, that didn't look good for them. And then um, you know Google Meeting they buffed up. Um, I think they added like they gave everyone like free version of whatever they're doing. Um, it actually looks way better, honestly. Like uh, a lot of my meetings are Google Hangouts and. It's like it went from like some shitty view to like kind of like more like Zoom's view where it's like you can have like nine people all tiled across. Right, right, right. Instead of like just four. Yeah, and then I think Facebook kind of uh, kind of uh, made Facebook Messenger um, the video at least a little bit better too. I think they added where you can have multiple, multiple com- uh, users in the same conversation and stuff. Mm-hmm. I also think FaceTime. I, I think it's like relatively a new thing. You can finally FaceTime with more than one, only one person. It's amazing how slow these uh, legacy video conferencing companies and and uh, tools were to really catch up. What was it? Was it? Was it? Fa- was it FaceTime or Facebook Messenger that they had oh, launched no. it and then they had took it back? Oh, I lost Spence. Yeah. What just happened? I don't know. What happened? I don't know. You're like, it uh, says I'm still recording. (laughs) Oh my God. This is a disaster. I'm I'm still on Audacity. Zoom. Damn you, Zoom. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, uh, yeah, let's keep it trucking as we're yeah. as we're talking about them. Yeah, um, our Zoom just crashed a bit, so there might be a little bit of some messy editing there. But yeah, yeah Facebook kind of buffing up their product. Um, Google, the, Google Hangouts, the same, and uh, yeah, but uh, not a great look on Zoom. And but you know, it doesn't seem to have too much effect on the grand scheme of the company. Do you um do you have a lot of like what do you guys use mostly for work? Are you guys like do you use a lot of Zoom? Do you use a lot of Hangouts? Do you use a little mix? You no, know? we use Skype for business. Um, honestly, man, like I think I think I was reading it like a lot of the big companies, right? They kind of switched off of uh, Zoom over the pri- over the uh, privacy concerns. Yeah. So there's a lot of Skype for business. Obviously, not as good in my opinion. Like, but I I don't think it's bad. Like a lot of people rip it. I don't think it's that bad. Honestly, most of my meetings are done no video, thank God, uh, if you can see me now. So there's not really need for fancy like the Zoom features and stuff. Yeah, I like that. It was good for our, our good beer pong night the other night. You can highlight on like the shooters and stuff like that. That worked yeah. pretty nicely. I don't know if you can yeah. do that with the other ones, but anyways, yeah, that's um, that's with that. I don't, I don't, mm. I, I'm finding, I'm getting more comfortable with the, uh, with like the the Zoom meetings, you know, like with uh, or Google Hangouts or whatever it is, like it's kind of like slowly becoming the norm, and like I'm getting used to the et- etiquette, like people know when to talk, because like at the beginning it's all like oh like everyone talks at the same time, and then it's like oh sorry oh you're on mute. I feel like it's getting a little bit better now, <laughs> but you know, um, yeah, whatever, man. 
<laughs> Whatever. I'm 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 kind of getting like I like working from home, but it'd be nice to get into the office a few times a week. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind getting out of my fucking place. Yeah. I actually think um, just a little sidebar here, but I think meetings, like in general, I've always had this take: like too many meetings, or, or just meetings in general, like they're ninety percent of the time just a waste of time, useless. Yeah, you just got to crush your better meetings. ways to communicate. You know, either be in Slack or by email. And you can have quick calls, if anything. Yeah. The like meetings. No, go. Finish. Go. The, the other day, we had, I had a huge meeting. There's like an icebreaker at the beginning, you know? And I had conflicting feelings because I... Obviously, like, I'm not the type of guy back in school who would participate in class. I'd, like, want to sit at the back and just be invisible. Um, And these icebreakers... Like, uh, I don't want to do them. They waste 30 minutes. Like, it was a waste of fucking time. Yeah, it was, but then it was kind of nice, you know? It was like a little bit of a break from just the same old work. So, a little bit like uh, conflicted there. With the like, what do you mean? Like, an icebreaker for every meeting you do, or like when you're meeting new people? It was just like, you know, every few weeks you, you do like a little game or something. Yeah. I think it's good just to, just to like keep your your morale up and like remember that there's like people in your office we've been doing some cool stuff just to like again like remember that you know there's other people out there it helps you know we've been doing like some some senka sets and shit like that but like yeah definitely on the same page that sometimes it can just get way too much like you know we like yeah like i like a nice efficient meeting with some actionable takeaways at the end of it and then you go crush those but like I find when you have too many meetings that are just updates, like a couple people talking or, you know, it's like, oh, well, here's what I've been working on. And each person talks for like 10, 15 minutes. Like, it's like, to f- like sh- fucking go work on it. Like, I don't care. Yeah, nothing gets done. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a fan. But yeah, I think icebreakers, I, I would keep in a five, 10 minutes. You know, if they go on for too long, then they are just uh, pretty counterproductive. Mm. Um, what else is going on? Uh, Big... Uh, Big surprise, U.S.-China ch- tensions going on. Um, U.S. came, like, ah, it's always, always going on. But they, I mean, there was a report. I don't want to get into it because I don't know too much about it. I read I read the article that uh, U.S. confirmed again that China, like, covered up how much, like, coronavirus, how much of a threat it actually was and, and all that stuff. Um and they, they, they the way they zoom. did it was they saw them Im- importing and this lowering exports on like on material. Uh, you can't hear me for shit, eh? <laughs> this fucking app, holy shit! All right, you're back though. You're back. It might be my internet. It's been a little caca lately, but my last few zooms has been good. But, mm-hmm. um, okay. Anyways, yeah. I'm so, Zoom either way. All right. So, sorry again, guys. But essentially, yeah. So, the US has said, like, oh, they started increasing imports of medical supplies, lowering exports while it all started back in January and December. And they were lowering the numbers and all this stuff. As is just like, that's what the US is saying. So, obviously, maybe a bit biased, but. I'll be curious to see how that plays out, if it continues to play out at all. But then there's trade tensions again. Um, U.S. looking to uh, take supply chains out of China. Uh, plans to, to reshore 
more jobs, more of the manufacturing jobs back to the U.S. are are being accelerated. You know, Trump's been all about this since the beginning. Um, you know, good idea, bad idea. Do you have any thoughts on that? I don't know. Like, like how is how is China not going to be held accountable for this massive uh, global economic slowdown that they started? You know, like I'm sorry, but of course the of course this is going to put this is going to put more uh, trade tensions in between the talks with the U.S. and China. And Trump's fucking pissed. Like he's rolling along towards an election with record high stock markets, and then this happens. Like there's yeah. no threat. There's no threat on President Z's uh, supreme leader, whatever he's called over there. Not supreme leader. That's uh, North Korea. So yeah, I for sure think there's gonna it's gonna be renew some uh, trade tensions. Like it's almost like the trade negotiations are completely off the table now, but. The U.S. is going to blame someone's probably going to be China. Yeah. Oh, they well, they already are. Like, it's not. Um, so we'll see with that. And then, you know, I was I was checking out an article. You know, with automation, there's like a lot of reshoring that's happening. People being able to do jobs quicker with with machines and and stuff like that. Um, I read an article. It's like reshoring versus right shoring, and they're saying like, yeah, it's great to have more manufacturing jobs in the U.S. and, and take them away from China and all this stuff. But the uh, but the main thing is like, you can't just have all your eggs in one basket. Um, you know, you got to be able to. You know, you got to have some in Europe, some in China, some in South America. Kind of have them all over the place. So if one of those markets starts. You know, if there's a, a virus or if there's like an economic shutdown or, or, or whatever it might be, like you still have your production facilities all around the world that you can pull from. You know, if, if prices go up on labor in one area, you can rely on the other. So I think it's about just kind of being more global about it. But yeah, you know, bringing jobs home is always always a good idea as well. Yeah, but they like when companies did like diversify their supply chain, like you're talking about, they most of them didn't really bring them to US. They went to like Vietnam, you know, yeah, or something exactly. like that. Like it's yeah, it, or it's Mexico or, or like you know, yeah, exactly. Um, but you can't just be like 100% dedicated to one place, I think is yeah, it's always good to have a diversified supply chain, yeah, if you're but a more- pretty big international company. But the more machines we can add to the process, the less susceptible we are to. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that that develops also. But definitely being uh, accelerated now because you know for companies who rely a lot on on, on places like China, uh, especially with the trade talks and the tariffs and all this stuff, like you can't you can't just rely on that anymore. Mm. Man, I'm so pissed at fucking Zoom right now. Uh, like they're screwing up our whole podcast. I can't even think anymore. <laughs> Grumpy Spence. God damn it. Do you want to talk about um do you want to talk about Berkshire Hathaway annual shareholder meeting? Big uh big uh, Warren Buffett said if he was born any time any place not knowing your sex or if you had any deficiencies, god damn it, you'd pick America and you'd pick today. <laughs> Did he really say sex and deficiencies? Yeah. That's pretty funny. I didn't uh, watch the whole four and a half hour virtual conference, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like where I'm at. I love Canada. It's 
especially if you got some deficiencies, you know, those taxes come, we pay come in handy, but yeah, you know, but I, I agree with them, man. I, trying to pump, I wouldn't pump want to live in like a past uh, decade or something. No, I'm pretty no. happy. No, no. Hmm? No, no, not me either. Be tempted by the seventies just to go see some awesome rock and roll shows. Oh, but... maybe hit a little Woodstock. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, and then come right I'll... back. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the present. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, you know from the summaries I read and that it was pretty typical meeting. It's four and a half hours, just Warren talking for ninety five percent of it, answering questions from uh, shareholders, and it was. You know, Buffett's always pretty long-term bullish, and he usually uh, reiterates that, but it was sort of a different tone uh, this time around. He was very kind of complacent, um, wasn't not really aggressively buying anything in the market now, which in 2008, um, during the financial crisis, he was, he was heavily buying uh, the banks and other companies, and uh, right now he's kind of just on the sideline. You know, the Fed acted so fast that stocks have kind of flown back up and he doesn't really see any value anymore so that's kind of been my biggest issue and why i'm i'm in a bad and perplexed mood every day is i just don't really understand some of the current valuations given what's going on in the world so i guess it was somewhat refreshing to see uh you know warren buffett have a similar mentality he completely dumped all the airlines um wished them luck it's eight billion dollars um that he sold off it was probably worth only six billion now or something, and just made some comments like you think you know the world if we'll ever like travel the same way, who knows right and it might who knows how long this is gonna take um you know what's gonna happen to the airlines after that they're gonna have too many planes and too many tickets available um so maybe prices will drop because there's not as much demand. So, uh, pretty gloomy outlook for the airlines and just kind of speaks that he's not buying anything really. And he's rather cautious. A lot of people like make fun of him. He hasn't had the greatest two years to say he's lost it. He's old. And I'm a victim of that too. I've definitely said that, but he's like the fifth richest man in the world for a reason. <laughs> he's, he's not an idiot so you can't uh you can't argue with the experience there for sure but yeah he's definitely i mean he came out he pumped up apple he said he 100 percent believes in america and america is the way to go and they'll always find a way but he also said there's nothing to buy right now so yeah everyone's and no uh, charlie munger on the uh, call this year it was uh one of his protégés greg 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 <laughs> Speaking yeah. of Apple, um, I don't, did you want to add more on? Uh, no, 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 that's it. Yeah, because we were talking about Apple, so might as well jump right into that. Uh, bad news for Intel, um, but uh, Apple said they're going to start making their own CPU chips. Obviously, there's a lot of a lot of work to be done. It's not something where they're just going to shift it and be up to par with Intel. Intel's still really fast and and has great technology, but you know, Apple's going to try and take take advantage of that um intel san francisco based but apparently they're gonna apple's gonna be moving their production to a company in taiwan so kind of goes against the whole reshoring thing we talked about but um yeah curious to see what'll what'll happen there um 
Yeah, apparently they're going to start making some computers that have both options to start with the, with the both Apple chip and the Intel chip. And then a lot of them will still have the Intel chip, of course. But as they beef up, they're going to be trying to go solely Apple. Yeah, this is for their uh, MacBooks. You here, buddy. <laughs> Fucking Zoom. This is for their, <laughs> this is for their MacBooks. Um, so basically, this has been rumored for years. Apple's been looking to do this. Um just have more control over their entire process. And so you mentioned uh, Taiwan. It's actually Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. Uh, and basically all they do is they make chips for other companies. Like they actually make them. So they don't sell any of their own chips. They're literally like a uh, chip foundry. So like if you're AMD or NVIDIA or like something like that, or even Apple, like for their other chips, you know, you'd send them for their phones and that you, you're like, okay, I need this chip. I need uh, 30,000 of these chips built and Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing builds it for you and they'll brand it as like an Apple chip. Okay. So Intel doesn't use them. They do everything themselves. And a lot of companies over the years, like I mentioned, AMD have been just letting TSC M handle the actual make of the chip and the production of it. It's just easier. Um, but yeah, Intel's been losing market share for a while. And that's why AMD stock is so ridiculously highly valued is because they see the potential. Um, they see, first of all, what Intel stock is valued at and what AMD could become. AMD with uh, their new GPUs and CPUs just seem like they're innovating on a much, much, much more rapid pace than Intel, which kind of been just like stuck in a rut in their CPU business, at least. So this is definitely a blow for them, but it's not like a massive, massive blow. Like Apple MacBooks aren't, you know, it's not the iPhone, right? Yeah, exactly. But they still sell quite a few. So, um, yeah, that's going to be 2021, I think, uh, the 2021 MacBooks when they start coming out. And quite frankly, you guys probably won't notice any difference if you buy a new macbook hopefully it'll be a little bit faster and stuff but odds are you probably won't notice any difference not not a big fan of the macbook myself i'm more of a pc kind of guy but you know i'm a pc desktop guy but the macbook is freaking awesome it's just too expensive yeah that's yeah and i'm not used to the interface you know it's like you get used to it kind of squiggly you get used to it I guess. Yeah, it doesn't take too long. And why don't we close it up with uh, the documentary you and I both watched last week? Yeah, someone, uh, someone, on, someone just random on LinkedIn shared it. Uh, like, oh yeah, check out this uh, this documentary. So I checked it out. It's called uh, Human Planet or Planet oh, Planet of the Humans. Sorry, yeah, not Planet Human of the Planet. Apes. Planet of the Humans, and uh, it was. Uh, they they were calling it like a Michael Moore documentary. It's, it's actually it's it's he's the executive producer on it. Um, it's this other guy who does all the interviews and created it. Um, it Jeff, but it's been Jeff Gibbs. Jeff Gibbs. Um, yeah, I think that's it. And um, essentially, it's it's been. Uh, it's it's been pretty controversial. A lot of people have been coming out and just saying like he's extremely inaccurate, like he's false, like he's not, like his 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 facts aren't right, all sorts of shit. Um, and they've been trying to take it down. I watched it on YouTube. I'd check it Same. out. Um, yeah, it's free if you guys want to go watch it. Yeah, but it's it's, it's really definitely interesting. worth it's, the watch. Yeah, 
It's uh, it raises a lot of questions about the green industry, about um, electric cars, about kind of like some of this, uh, you know, carbon neutral energy we're trying to source and saying, yeah, but like a lot of it just comes from from you know carbon carbon energy anyways and 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 gas energy anyways. So a lot of the arguments he makes is like, well, you have an electric car, but you're charging it off the grid, which is like, you know, in certain places, like 90% coal. So it's still coal energy and you have to make the batteries and make the car, which comes from a lot of like oil and gas products. Um, yeah. My issue with that part is he didn't really dive deep into the, like he didn't really do any math or deep dive right. into the numbers. Like I understand that if you're setting up a solar farm, you're probably going to be uh, using some fossil fuels to get to get it set up and started all the time. But like, is the net result? Are you actually uh, decreasing your fossil fuel footprint? You know? Yeah. Same with like an electric car. So that I didn't. I liked a lot of things in the documentary. I was surprised, and certain things I just did not like. The other thing I didn't like. So it's kind of like the a, a left wing, a left winger attacking left wings. That's that's kind of what I, I saw yeah, up as. That's, that's that's what it is. Yeah, because he he's like he mentioned he was a huge hipster, huge into like solar energy, wind energy. But then he started digging deeper on it and saw the corruption and the inaccuracy. And I definitely do agree with them that a lot of companies are saying like Amazon is like we're a hundred percent green now. Like what does that mean? There's no way that they're powering every single one of their office buildings and fulfillment centers on on renewable and like there's just no way right like they're and it's, connected to the grid i'm sure of it <laughs> like, yeah yeah yeah. 100%. so so i i get it like people are companies are using it sort of as a marketing marketing scheme and then the really interesting part to me was when he really zeroed in on people like al gore and this other old guy i can't remember he had like glasses skinny pretty ugly <laughs> <laughs> but uh these politicians and various other uh leaders in the green movement who are profiting and normally like they're making massive amounts of money on these projects or speeches or films and you know like biodiesel or biofuel biofuel that, biofuel. that, that was that was does crazy. not seem green to me like burning trees. burning trees <laughs> like that just seems obvious right yeah i think I think, like for me, the way I could I, I could sum it up, uh, I guess, if I were to put my opinion on it, is it's very intense. It's very like pointing the finger at the green industry. It's very like putting these people who are genuinely just think they're trying to do a good job and making them look like assholes, which I I don't think that's the way to do it, really. Um, but I think the the major point he's trying to drive home is that. There's no solution that's going to solve our overconsumption, right? And he says, no matter how green, you know, our, our renewable energy is or how renewable it is or whatever, like at a certain point, we have to realize that there's a, there's a limit to every resource on, on planet earth, right? So, um, even yeah. if it only, even if it's, even if it's 90% better, we're going to get to a point where we're just too many fucking people and we take up too many fucking resources and there's, it's, it's limited, right? So yeah, like maybe burning trees isn't the worst thing in the world, but like there's limited supply of trees, you know, solar panels aren't the worst thing in the world, but we can only make so many solar panels, right? So I think the major point he's trying to drive home is the only way we can really like 
save ourselves, I guess, if you will, is if we just actually be mindful of our consumption. Don't look at green energy as the, you know, this godlike resource that's going to help us from from our overconsumption and 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 stuff like that, and just be mindful of of where we are. But yeah, so I, I thought it was a good point he was making. I thought maybe it was a little intense, but. You know, yeah, who knows? Maybe he was we'll a bit too dogmatic plan. on, yeah. like, pretty much calling every billionaire and every like big company like evil because they use fossil fuels. Like every since like cavemen were on the earth, they were hunting and like burning wood to stay warm. Like they were abusing the planet too. Like we have to survive right. at a certain point. Yeah. And like that part, I kind of pissed me off. Is like, oh, Boeing, evil, multi-billion-dollar co- corporation. It's like, well, fuck, I'm sure you took a couple of flights in your life on Boeing planes. Would you rather go by boat like in the old days? And With like wind sails? Which, like- <laughs> which is also probably like, yeah, polluting a shit ton of, yeah, I know, who knows? Um, so it, I thought some of those like kind of pissed me off. But yeah, I, I think like the, the grand point at the end is just like there's going to be more and more people. Um, companies are going to keep producing these products and services. They're going to keep. Like fossil fuel consumption is probably going to keep increasing, but we can like slow it down, you know, like maybe you can walk to work instead of driving, you know, or go for a bike to work or something. You know, yeah. you, you got to go to the corner store. Maybe, maybe you walk or take your bike instead of drive your car. Yeah. I think maybe you sh- I, shut your lights off a bit more, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I think, I think the one thing that, that bugs me sometimes and one really just like fucking amazing book that I've read that kind of puts it all into perspective is, um, is Sapiens. Uh, I don't know if you've ever checked it out, but he kind of like analyzes humans as like as animals as, as like just like not saying like, oh, this is this is who I am. It's like, look at humans like overall and how they interact and, and all this stuff. And like, I think we have to realize that like, it's like, oh, we're fucking assholes and we're ruining the earth and we're, you know, terrible fucking people. But to a certain point, like it's like the big turning point was when we started farming, when we started becoming sedentary. And as soon as we did that, there's like a huge trend of like, okay, now we can start populating and, and overpopulating the world and, 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 and multiplying, but you can't go back from that. Uh, you can't say like, Oh no, we fucked up. Like we shouldn't have started farming. Now we have to like kill off half the population. It's like, it's like a pretty big alternative, you know? So like, I, I, I think, Anyways, I, I don't think we're as fucking evil as some people, like, make us out to be. Like, there's, like, some psychology in it, too, you know? I don't think, like, people are just fucking assholes that we sit there and, like, thinking about how we can do asshole things and fucking, like, kill gazelle and tigers and shit like that. You know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I did appreciate, I certainly appreciated uh, the, the light it shown on, on some of the corruptness uh, inside oh, the sure. green energy industry. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's free on YouTube if you guys want to check it out. Yeah. Kind of went on a rant Fuck, there. they showed some graphic shit, too. Get ready to, like, close your eyes. I didn't need to see, like, a cow getting slaughtered and stuff. <laughs> god damn it. And, like, the end with the, yeah, that was the fucked orangutans. Up, eh? or chin- oh, my god. Yeah, that was kind of fucked. But, like, and just, yeah. Just Again, I thought it was intense. Coffin. I thought it was intense. Um, but it was very good. It's very good. That's it. I think I, there was a little too much gin in my Caesar, so I got all ranty at the end there. Uh, That's good, man. I blame that on Mixmaster Mike over here, but um, <laughs> nah. That's it. I, I have nothing else to say. Yeah, me too. I'm uh, I'm done. See you guys in two weeks. All right, from all of us here at the Business Boys, thanks for checking in, and we'll check you later.
Sorry about fucking Zoom, but peace out. <laughs>